letting people down that have done so much for me, that is one of my fears. And that's also why I do what I do every single day and give him my all. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Bold Tackle. We are your hosts, Sophie Howard and Oliver Howard, and we are ready to tackle bold topics in sport, highlight the women's football industry, and speak about the unspoken. If you are ready to get an insight into what really goes on behind the scenes, join us on our journey and listen in to The Bold Tackle. Hi and welcome back to a new episode of our podcast, The Bold Tackle. Hi Soph, lovely to have you here again. Hi Ollie, another week and another dollar. Now I wish. <laughs> Unfortunately guys, we don't make money of this. Not yet. Not yet, hopefully, but this isn't Ollie Hands because he's a business guy. No, we're just having fun. So as everyone knew, we always had these uh, dinner table discussions and we thought it would be fun just to record them. And it's been great fun so far. And Sophie was over in Germany recently and we had a family dinner um, as there was a birthday party and one topic we spoke about which was quite a funny topic was fear and fear we had uh, as children and we still maybe have now so we decided why don't we talk about fear today in a podcast so yeah guys how it came about is Ollie asked me about a fear I think you asked me what I was scared of no I know how it came about we had spoke about when the Spanish president, before he resigned, that he obviously disallowed the players to lock their doors. <laughs> so I started laughing. Not something funny to be laughing about, but no, the situation but was funny. This is what he wanted to share. Go on then, <laughs> come on. So when we were younger, we were or we always went skiing and uh, there was one time, and we always, always uh, were in the same room, at least it was my two sisters and I. And uh, one time, Sophie was so scared, she was scared that someone would come in the door. And me being the big brother and being really annoying. And uh, he should have been supportive and protective. Which he wasn't. But I made a joke of, why would he come through the door if he could come through the window? (laughs) And Sophie ran out of the room screaming, (laughs) walking to mum and dad (laughs) and told on me. Um, And that's how we uh, got about talking about fears and which we uh, fears we had as children and fears we have now. Yeah, so this is when I shared with Ollie that I had, when I was younger, I had... The worst fear, I was so scared of darkness, the dark, and it was dark in the room, and Ollie made a joke about something, someone <laughs> coming through the window, so that was definitely not funny. So I, excuse my French, but shat myself. And as we uh, got into this conversation, I asked Sophie, so which other weird fears did you have when you were, y- when you were younger? So I think she'll give us a small list now. Oh, so this happened... Um, when we were driving back so a couple of weeks ago we surprised or I surprised mum and I flew over for her birthday and all four of us were together for mum's birthday on the way back when I was in the car with Ollie we were discussing these fears and um, I shared with them when I was really small and this was probably like 16, 17 no I'm joking (laughs) when I was small and still lived at home I was scared of Osama Bin Laden coming in my room (laughs) for whatever reason (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why he'd walk through the whole house and pass mum and dad and everyone else sitting downstairs, but he'd just show up in my room. <laughs> and then the next fear... <laughs> and then the next fear I had <laughs> is when I was small again. <laughs> I feel like this is, this is my free out of jail card. When mum and dad told me to go and have a shower, I always refused and made up all these excuses why I couldn't go quite yet. 
Grabes Geld. Live-artige Schau bei Massab. Someone come and kill me. Someone just come and stab me and kill me and I just bleed to death in the shower. <laughs> But it only always gets the first one who showers. So yeah, I had to wait until last. <laughs> and another reason was, which you told me, was uh, you were never the first one to go up to bed because in, in winter especially it was dark already. So you didn't trust yourself to run up the stairs at the highest speed you could do yeah. because you were scared of the dark. So basically, because I was so scared. So the issue was in our house, we had three floors when we grew up because a lot of people in this house and... Sometimes when the boys, and I say the boys, it's the brothers, when they messed about with a light switch, you couldn't go to the bottom floor where we used to always kind of watch a film or something in the evening and turn the light on to go upstairs because our bedrooms were on the top floor. So if the boys messed around with a light switch, I couldn't just turn the light on to go upstairs. So if I went out and I couldn't turn the light on, I came back in <laughs> because I couldn't <laughs> run upstairs. And when mum and dad were getting really mad because I wasn't going up to bed, Well, I couldn't explain to them that I couldn't turn the light on because they would have just got annoyed, I felt like. <laughs> so I just stood at the bottom and guys, I am not quick, but I probably hit my top speed running up these stairs. <laughs> I ran as quick as I could because I was so afraid of the dark. And I don't know what I thought. I felt like people were grabbing me from behind and trying to again. I don't know why my childhood, I thought like everyone wanted to kill me. <laughs> I literally sprinted up these stairs and it was because I couldn't, couldn't turn the light on at the bottom. Very, very funny. Um, so if you're not going to ask, I had a couple of fears as well. No, I was uh, going to ask. You didn't give me a chance. Can we do this again? Ollie, have you got any fears? Did you have any fears growing up? So I wasn't really afraid of anyone killing me except for one situation, which was a couple of years ago in France, where I had to run through a, uh, a small forest bit to get to the gym area to do some calisthenics, which I was not very good at, but I tried to uh, get a couple of, couple of pull-ups done. And I had to run through this Um, stretch of forest where there was I guess some drug dealers and some other people which were a little bit shady and I had headphones on and uh, I took them off so I could hear something while I was jogging past this area I took my headphones off and ran as fast as I could because I had heard someone in the woods but obviously I didn't see anyone because it was so dark but as a child I was always wait very did you not say you ran home like three kilometers because you didn't want to run past that stretch? well I had to run run I had to run a different um different route home um which was three kilometers longer just so I didn't have to go through a <laughs> hundred meter stretch in the woods how old were you then uh 27 <laughs> I'm talking about childhood fears when I was like five yeah well you run through that bit of forest it's blooming scary <laughs> Uh, but as a child, I was really, really scared of exams. Oh, and the yeah. first exams, I first exam I really had at this secondary school. Um, it was a math exam, and I was normally pretty good at math. But I couldn't sleep all night, and had mum and dad there to come on, go to bed. You'll be fine tomorrow. But I was just so scared of exams, I just couldn't go to bed. And it was all so unreasonable. Because yeah. nothing would happen if I'd fail it, which. Never really happened. That is your own standards, your own pressure though, isn't it? Yeah, and it's normally your own pressure on many different levels that gives you these fears. But I was very scared of exams and when I took my A-levels, same thing. I, I remember walking into that room and my my T-shirt was drenched in sweat. Yeah, but fears are always, what is this, like the false appearance of reality or something. Um, so we talk about irrational fears. Yeah. Um, but fears are really all made up in your head. The one thing I really laugh about now is I'm still scared of spiders. 
And mum and dad have always said, why are you scared of spiders? Because no one else is, really. You aren't, Sam isn't. Sam used to pick them up by their legs and, like, chase me through the house. <laughs> I remember that. We went on a holiday in France with gram- grandma and granddad, um, cu- like, a couple of, probably 10 years ago now. Um, and Sam found the spider and she was chasing me through the house until <laughs> Nanny had to, like, step in and be like, Sam, stop it now. And I was so scared, crying, running away. But I have this thing where if I try and remove a spider, because there's no one in my house now, you know how it is. I've got loads of shitty spiders in my house, especially when I go away for a a couple of weeks and come back. Um, And I've got the feeling that these spiders are staring at me with their big eyes. (laughs) So when I'm trying to get rid of the spider, we actually have a stare off. (laughs) Am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? So we have the stare off and if they don't move, they've won. And I just walk away. Really? I can't can't touch them. I can't even get a glass. And you know the glass paper thing? Can't do that, no. Nope. How about doing it with a hoover? Yep, I hoover them up. And can you still touch the... Well, I've pole? got a long extension part. Okay. <laughs> There's one story. When I first moved in the house, mum was on the phone and I said I had a massive, you know, the big, black, thick ones on my um, curtain. <laughs> so I rang mum <laughs> and I said, mum, I've got a spider on my curtain. She goes, I'll just leave it. I said, mum, I can't leave it. Like, I'm going to bed now. And... She told me to hang the curtain out the window, get a broom, <laughs> get a broom and bang against the curtain until the spider falls <laughs> How many windows did you break? No, it took me 35 minutes. <laughs> that was a strong, strong spider. <laughs> 35 minutes. It took me until the spider was out of my house. Oh, oh. God. Oh, what? <laughs> another story this only happened like a couple of months ago there was a spider in my room and i can't touch him so what i do is chase him away so i went (laughs) usually if they win the stair off i come back and like chase him away (laughs) and i went behind it and um i got a little like a magazine and chased it away from my bed because i was at the bottom of my bed and i was chasing it up to like the door trying to get it out but it ran to a corner of where like my cupboard hits the wall um and then it felt trapped, but I couldn't do anything. So all I did is threw the magazine on the spider. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ran to my bookshelf and got the heaviest Harry Potter books, three of them, and chucked them onto the magazine. But I couldn't check whether it was still alive or dead. So I had to wait for three days for my mate Georgia to come over to remove the spider from my room. <laughs> and then she Why came. Why are you so scared? I don't, as I said, I have the feeling that they're staring at me. I can't get... Because get, someone told me once that you have fear of spiders usually if either your mum and dad are scared of spiders, but neither mum or dad are scared of spiders. They're not really scared of anything, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I've developed this. Funny. But yeah, this is getting a little bit, like, not change of te- topic, but maybe change of importance. But have you got any fears in life? Not like childhood fears, but for now. Not really. Okay. I think I think I've grown out of a lot of the fears, um, so I'm not really scared of dying either. Yeah. Which is funny. I needed to needed to have a lot of thinking. Oh, I I I, I thought about it a lot um, in 2020, obviously when I had cancer in my eye, and that was a moment where obviously I thought a lot about death. Um, and I realized that I wasn't really scared of dying. That I was really enjoying life. And I, I, I've done all the different things in life I, I wanted to do. And I'm starting my own family and so on. Um, so I'm not really scared of dying. What I'm scared of is leaving other people sad should I go. So I'm 
I'm fully healthy again now, but obviously if you had cancer, yeah. I think there is like a fear of it coming back or or it growing in different parts of your body. And I'm conscious about this and keep getting my checks and whatever, but it's all fine. But I'm scared of leaving someone behind who's really upset. Maybe they're all happy when I leave, but upset when I leave. Um, and, and that is probably my biggest fear of hurting someone else. Yeah unintentionally because you can't do anything about the disease there's nothing i can do about it but i don't want anyone to be sad um if i do go that's the only real fear i have how high was on a scale from zero to ten how high was fear in your head when you had to go and see whether it spread or not there was none there was no fear no there i even when i was told i had cancer or no. First of all, I was told I had something in my eye which needed to be removed. And they actually, they told me at the beginning they would need to remove my eye yeah. and weren't sure if it could be healed. Um, so that was a shock moment. But that was, mm, I was really sad about that, not scared of it. Because you when could I, lose, lose an eye, but you could still continue to live. At that moment, yeah. that's what they told me. But when I went to get it checked... I wasn't scared at all because I knew what was coming towards me mm. and my mindset had gone to how do I get this sorted? Yeah. And they always, all the doctors asked me, are you okay with it? I said, yeah, do you need a psychiatrist or do you need to speak to anyone? I said, no, why? They said, well, this is a pretty big moment for you. Big I said, deal. yeah, but can you heal it? And they said, yes, okay, then let's do it. That was my mindset I had. There was one night where I was lying in bed and I told myself, oh, I'm not ready to go yet. Mm. And that was a moment where I was like, ah, Come on then, let's fight for this. Yeah. Um, but I, I was never really scared of it. And I think positive uh, mindset um, helps you to get through life. And so I haven't really been scared ever since of that. Only this part of, of leaving people behind. Because I think this is what you said earlier. With fears a lot of the time, it's things we create for ourselves. Yeah. Fear of um, failing exam, fear of spiders. They're not going to yeah. bite you, especially no. it's not poisonous. The little ones in England, yeah. Yeah, it's not really <laughs> poisonous. Uh, fear of the dark, it's, it's a fear of the unknown. Yeah. And a lot of the time it's a fear of the unknown. What's going to happen in this exam? Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen with the tumour? Uh, what's going to happen in the dark? Which is the fear, and at the moment, maybe something will happen and that will change. But at the moment, I think... Let's not be scared of something which we don't know is going to happen in the future. Is there still fears you have today? Um, I think fear is a strong word in this context. But for me, it's just being alive compared to living life. If I'm just alive and just, uh, I guess, time passes, I'm just plodding away. That is a fear of mine. I want to live life. I want to experience life. Uh, with all the emotions involved. But there shouldn't be fear about that because you couldn't change that, right? Yeah, and that's what that's why I live the life I do. Yeah. Um, I think the second one for me is, um, again, I can do my best to avoid it, I guess, um, but it's letting people down that mean the world to me, and that is my family. Mm. Letting people down that have done so much for me, that is one of my fears, and that's also why I do what I do every single day and give him my all. Is there something you think we can do to help you get rid of that fear? Because you know we will all not be disappointed about you, whatever you do. Yeah. Because it's your part of life, right? Yeah, there's nothing anyone or you can do um, as as my family because that's, again, something I created in my head. That is nothing that is real. That is mm -hmm. something um, 
I guess sometimes a little bit in probably wrong, but it fuels me to do what I do every single day. Um, nice to make the time I've missed and the time I've almost lost growing up at home with all of you and seeing you so much less than I would want to worthwhile. I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, fear is a strong word in that context. Um, but it is a fear and I think it's very nice us talking about it and again we're doing it on air yeah. uh, maybe it's nice to have these conversation off air but <laughs> uh, I mean we're we're very honest and open about this don't you think that's something that you can talk about with people don't you think you can get rid of your fear if you talked to us about letting us down and we can give you that um, that feedback of hey we know you're living your life and you're enjoying your life and that's great and we love seeing you. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's, it's your life. You don't need to be upset if you don't make it because you haven't missed us. No, like I'm not upset if I don't make, say, a birthday or mm. a different celebration that we have because I think you all understand the life I lead. And I said this in one of the episodes when I committed to football, I knew I was committing wholeheartedly and unfortunately that meant maybe missing some family time. Um, but I think to go back to your thing of you don't want people to be sad I think that's something that's very difficult to influence I think people should be allowed to be sad because it would be something that people would be yep. sad about I think the biggest thing is you would want I'm talking now about your soon to be wife and, and daughter to continue living their life exactly you, yeah if something ever happened to you you would want them to be happy of course they would be sad I mean it would be weird if they wouldn't weren't sad and you, you can't take that emotion away from them. You can't say you're not allowed to feel sad. Well, That's a way not of remembering, a bad thing. right? Yeah, it's not a bad thing to be sad. Yeah. Was I sad when Nanny died? Yeah. But am I continuing to live my life? And do we often remember her and laugh and talk yeah. about funny stories? Yes, of course. Because that's what she would want. And we know that. So I think we can be sad. But we shouldn't stop living. But you haven't really answered my question. Was oh. what My <laughs> question was, is what can we do about getting rid of those fears if you talk about someone who's scared of their profession or, or scared of the future, scared of the unknown. How can we help these people, let's say within the family, um, how do we get rid of those fears? Because it, it takes a lot of energy, which is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Of course, you could, in this example, build your future. Or uh, with us, we could we could talk to our people and say, hey, you're allowed to be sad, but don't forget to live on. Yeah. Or with you, you could say, hey, guys, sorry I can't make it and we would tell you don't worry all fine and maybe that gets rid of that fear do you think talking would help I think talking because we are talking right now and we often talk about these things helps I think if we weren't talking about it, it would be a way exaggerated or um, more extensive fear more intense it's something that that's also how I live life um, I kind of as I said before want to leave the shirt in a better place and that also, I correlated that with like having high standards and just not letting people down. So I kind of go in circles. But I know you all, going back to the family events, I know you all understand. And I also know, say if I've made decisions in life and you wouldn't agree, I damn well know you would tell me. So yes, actually, I'm here with kind of admitting that you take the fear away. But you also would keep me on track. You'd keep me in line. Um so therefore, you're helping me with the fear by me knowing you do that. So that 
episode took a bit of a turn of events, starting off absolutely hilarious and unreasonable fears of you running up the stairs and running away from Osama I think bin Laden. I was just going to say, I think that one's a funnier one, Osama <laughs> bin Laden. I don't even know why he'd come in my house, in my bedroom, stand at my door, but that was my fear. To a very, a very serious discussion. It was real fun, safe. Um, and uh, we'll see each other next week, won't we? Yes, we will. Um, to all the listeners, if you have any irrational fears that are quite funny or even kind of real fear, real life fears that we've been discussing at the end, feel free to share them. Um, We'd all like a laugh. Yeah, we all would like a laugh. We will, if if you um, allow us to, um, we would share them um, if they're funny. Um, yeah, social media, theboldtackle underscore on Instagram or don't forget our email address, theboldtackle at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch and we'd love to have a little laugh. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.